Hubhopper Originals. I use podcasting as a way to reach out to anyone, global leaders or anyone who is in a position of good power or influence anywhere in the world. You tell them that you are doing such a thing and if you build credibility for a few years doing like 50 plus episodes in the space and you tell that you want to talk to him exploring an opportunity for him to be a guest on your podcast you write a short note and connect either on email linkedin or anything you can use this as a platform to tap into those resources anywhere in the world if you are also trying to build a professional career in a sector where you want to build a network this is ideal and why i tell that is again because the sector is very small is the closely knit welcome to the podcasting university looking for help on starting your own podcast then this is the place to be we will help you with everything from selecting your topic to promoting and monetizing your podcast in the simplest language possible listen to other podcasters who've been through the grind and learn from them as we interview them every week you can find more details on thepodcastinguniversity.com Hello and welcome to the Podcasting University. This is Dilip, your host, and we are into episode 41 and the last one for this year. Now, since it is the last episode for this year, I thought, why not bring in a guest who has a podcast in a very narrow niche and who can talk to us about his podcasting experience and journey? And what better way to do it than to talk about a podcast that is about sharing information about zero carbon economy clean tech and so on so in this episode i have girish on the show girish who is a host of mission shunya which is a podcast about zero carbon economy girish is a clean tech evangelist with a decade of experience in clean tech and has been into podcasting since 2017 His personal mission is to be a catalyst in the transition to a zero carbon economy or in other words mission shunya. He collaborates with people and businesses to develop and implement products and solutions that align with this mission of his. He has implemented a lot of projects in solar power, energy storage and electric mobility. A shining scholar and a master's graduate from the University of Cambridge He is also the recipient of the Economic Times Young Leader Award for 2019. So, let us welcome Girish Shivakumar from the Mission Shunya podcast on to the Podcasting University. Hi Girish, welcome to the Podcasting University. Hello Dilip, uh, glad to be on your show. In fact, I should say for podcasters like me, you are like a role model to look up to and especially the shows that you have been producing. and it's wonderful to be on your show it's actually a privilege for me so thanks for having me on your show thanks girish and i i know that it's been quite some time that we've spoken after our podcasters meet so i was looking forward to this conversation and looking forward to some interesting conversation around mission shunya so i think just to get started off uh, first even before we get into the podcast we would like to know a little more about girish what is it that uh you do other than podcasting and how did mission shunya happen and why specifically podcasts sure dilip so basically i am from bangalore uh, southern part of india for people who are not familiar with the city and i grew up here i did my bachelor's here and uh, i've been here for most part of my life apart from the few years that i've been outside in an all in all bangalore 
Bangalorean, an engineer, engineer graduate. And uh, right. so that's like a typical profile. But the the change actually happened once I graduated and I was looking for career options. And uh, that's when I started picking up my other interest. What was I really mm-hmm. interested about? What was I passionate about? And putting this together, I found a job in clean tech, particularly solar power project development in 2011. That's when I started work in the domain. And that time in 2011, the sector was kind of very nascent stage, if I were to put it that mm. way, then it started. So large scale solar power projects started coming up, then energy storage, electric mobility. So in the last 10 years, I've been through this journey, building my career. And and this last 10 years has defined me in the other side as well, as a professional, a person mm. who's been working in the clean tech space. So this guy has something to offer. Or rather, I felt the need to talk about my experience. So, yeah, until then, until now, proper Bangalorean, apart from podcasting, I, in recent years, juggling a career and some other activity has been only podcasting, but otherwise active with uh, a few social communities, sports and other things that keep me engaged. Oh, great. Okay. And so where did this idea for Mission Shunya come from? And uh, why did you specifically pick podcasting for such a topic? Yes. So when I started in 2010-11, the sector was very new. When I used to tell people that I work for solar project development, people used to ask me, are you going to put water heaters on rooftops? I kind of told <laughs> no, that is, not, that is not what I'm going to do. We are building large-scale power plants that will send power to big power stations and things around that. That is when I realized people generally are not aware. So I started blogging. Mm -hmm. I started posting about my experience of going to remote parts and writing about the experience of building power projects. So that's when the blog got started. And being in Bangalore, commuting to office day in, day out, you wanted to make sure of the optimum uh, travel time is utilized well. So that's when I started to listen to podcasts. So a couple of hours of travel journeys. And uh, I was also traveling outside of Bangalore for work. So I started Mm. to listen to audio content. So I was really interested in podcasting. Um, I was following a lot of good shows. And naturally, while growing up in school, college, I was interested in debates, public speaking. So I thought, okay, let why not build a medium around talking? I just want to sharing mm. your experience in this platform. I didn't get right time until like a few years later after I did my master's and then started working in another firm where my boss was also interested in podcasts. So he mm. used to follow some popular shows as well. Then we said, okay, why not talking about clean tech? There is no one in India in 2015-16 who was talking in about energy, clean energy, and so on. So we got together and we said, okay, I can do this. I can do the thing. He had a good name in the industry. So he, he would get the policymakers, big technocrats on the show. Then that that was the first time we I actually started a podcast that was Emerging Tech Radio. It still okay. happens to be the first podcast in clean tech in India. It's still running. And after that, uh, that was a very niche segment because that was even niche in the sense Clean tech is very narrow. The sector is very mm-hmm. small. That was even particularly focused on getting the big picture leaders, the leaders of the industry, the policy experts from government and others to talk on the show about what are the upcoming policies in clean tech and so on. Then mm-hmm. I felt, okay, that is not reaching a bigger audience. Like, for example, the same question. Like, when I meet people, they ask, is solar power really cheap? Can I use it when the power goes off? Are electric vehicles really good? 
can i buy them now and and so mm-hmm. on so i felt the entire objective of communicating this message is not yet done so i have to change the narrative i have to mix the narrative and ensure that the message reaches a wider audience so then mission chunya launched i launched mission chunya separately spinning off from my earlier uh, podcast so this was my second podcast and here i said let me talk to the common person like whatever he wants to hear mm. and when i talk about this i should be telling about the big picture also and also all small stories from people who have made a small difference so the end okay. of the conversation the listener has something as a key takeaway like for example he either learns about a new technology or what i call like a best practice that he can pick for a sustainable lifestyle or general questions on what's happening in the industry mm. so that is when mission chunya happened and uh, yes now it's about 70 episodes and uh, close to 3 years in the run so uh, the, the other podcast which is emerging tech radio that's still running right yes it's still running and my previous boss is, he still continues to get the big picture speakers the leaders and policy makers right. and uh, he still gets them on the show okay so you're not part of that that podcast is it no again as i said uh, because of the time constraint uh, i can only do a little mm. i can do justice to only one show <laughs> right that is why i asked that because i if you were in both then i would i would i wanted to understand how you were managing your time with all of or, or, you know both these shows and your your full time job so that's primarily why i asked that question so uh, girish i understand that you were already into the topic you were already into uh, a profile which basically had clean tech and carbon footprint and everything you you were talking you were already into that topic a lot but for you to launch a podcast or even if it is emerging tech radio for you to think about a podcast uh and some listeners was there hmm. you know some hint that you got in terms of maybe you would have spoken to people or you would have uh, understood that there is already a uh, a group of individuals who are willing to listen to this topic on a radio so was there something like that that you encountered did you do some kind of a, well, maybe a small research or how did you get to know that there was an audience for this topic well uh, that's a very good and interesting question so like i said when we launched with my old boss emerging tech radio both of us were in uh, a good network of people so we were because clean tech sector even today is a smaller group of professional network although it is growing right. year on year so 2015 16 it was small and since i have been in the space right from the early days although there are many experts and seniors in the industry mm. uh, so you bump into almost the same kind of people in almost all places and since it's a emerging field there are a lot of conferences talk shows and other things that happen in f- the physical world so this is pre covid of course when it got started mm. and when you go there you bump into similar kind of like minded people who are again industry veterans they kind of come back and say like yeah we discussed this from europe we discussed this story from america we said india this is the time for india to embrace that technology and so on so everyone mm. had a similar line of thought and all these experts were also aligned with what's happening globally in in the clean tech space so they wanted to bring that story and they used to communicate the same story in conferences medias or articles and everything so right. they felt yeah we should communicate the story and globally in europe and america the podcasting for uh, clean tech was emerging or it was in a mature phase and people said like we should have something like that in india they all mm. there was always a need for such a show where people felt yeah we have to talk to 
a different kind of mass where people want to listen to this on the go industry leaders should get to know about the latest thing that's happening from around the world and okay. and we found it easier i should say like to find people who wanted to be on the podcast so people said like yeah i have been talking about this in the conference and there are a lot mm-hmm. of people who come back and ask me the question so podcasting yeah people can listen to it at their leisure so this is a medium and i think there are a lot of people who will be interested to listen although even then we realized that this sector that subset of people who were going to listen were just going to be the professionals in the industry and a peop- few people who had allied interest like someone who wanted to get into clean tech or someone who was doing something allied to the business we knew mm-hmm. that was a narrow audience and unfortunately it continues to be that majority of the listeners even today is under the narrow subsection but mm-hmm. it is increasing so again the origination was like people were having something to say they knew they were listeners also in the allied industries who would listen and yes it's again from global traction that it was happening from in europe america so it could happen in india that was the approach right and considering that the topic is is a very focused topic and somebody who has interest is definitely going to get hold of whatever information they can get in podcasting in the form of a podcast in the form of a blog articles so i think you had that focused niche already there out there to listen to you so conceiving the idea and launching the podcast i wouldn't have taken a lot of thought but i am sure getting that first few audience would have had would have required some effort so when you launched your podcast how did you reach out to your first audience what did you do to get your first listeners as in did you just launch and let the the distribution networks do the promotion or did you do something on your own yes dilip for this i'll answer it in two fronts the first podcast when we launched uh, the company already had a good amount of industry leaders in its newsletters and mailing list so when the first podcast emerging tech radio was launched although the mm. sector was niche we still mm. had like a few thousand older uh, email list so that people would get it in their mailing list and right. uh, it would reach as i said the same set of people in the second one since i was a lit- doing a little bit of differentiation i had to work on that so in my early episodes i got small time entrepreneurs who were doing mm. something different it was all together in the sustainability realm so everyone were talking about sustainability doing right. around sustainability and things like that so these people already created an impact in their space so for mm. example i tell the story again there is a company called reimagined again it's a bangalore based company that does upcycling it takes the waste from the society and makes products out of it so this company mm. has a good brand following and there is an- another company that takes flower waste and then produces agarbatis so all these right. kind of companies i got them on my podcast so they already had an audience who were following their work so mm. and when i got the people the founders from that company talk about how they ended up in the sustainability field and the impact of their work and so on through the podcast they again had like a few thousand people following their social media and then the people who listened to their shows kind of stuck to the episodes they said like wow okay this whatever these guys are doing is under the broader scope of sustainability and it's having a positive impact on the planet so mm. subsequently that kind of audience started to build so again small time entrepreneurs who had like a following i tapped into their network 
and it kind of built on okay so which means to some extent the guest that you brought on the show also helped build that audience network right yes it, it definitely helps and like in any show like especially for someone starting in a very niche field if you have like mm. a person who is already established or who has already has a good fan following it definitely helps but the same network effect applies in a different way like for example now with 70 episodes on the playlist Hmm. if you have one good episode with the well known guest i'm i'm sure listeners will go back and say okay i like this episode let's see what this guy has done in his past and then they would right. end up listening to a few more shows and that cascading happens so when you decide on these guests now because you are already in that industry to some extent you will be able to get people that you know because there there is that inner network that you would have who are easier to get uh, on to the show talk to them and those have been your initial listeners but how did you find new guests and how did you convince them to come on the show and uh, talk about a specific topic well again a very good question because i'll be very honest here for me podcasting is a medium in which i learn about new things and mm-hmm. since this space is very emerging space globally so i take this podcast as a medium to reach out to anyone in the planet who's working on sustainability <laughs> so right. and since i work in in the professional side i work on business development so it kind of comes natural to me that i take this liberty to reach out to anyone in the professional setting and i use podcast as a medium saying like hey i am so and so from india and i do this podcast it covers all stories related to the zero carbon transition mm. and i feel your work aligns to the theme of the podcast so this could be someone who's a industry leader who has like 30 years of experience and who publishes or writes in major arti- uh, major publications or also speaks in other podcast mm. or it could be some emerging startup that comes up with a very ground breaking idea and has re- received like a few million dollars funding so since i know this kind of news from the industry mm. i take this liberty to write and reach out to them one good thing that i found like since i've hit this number of episodes and i've been doing it consistently mm. people look at the playlist and say like okay this guy is serious and he's done it consistently for a few years now okay. so it it definitely adds to the thing but otherwise early on it was definitely a challenge in reaching out and the other effect of the first guest who actually enjoyed being on your podcast then they again tell their like minded mm. entrepreneurs or startup founders saying like hey i was on this show i think you should also speak to him and see if you have something that you can share on the podcast right. so there is this referral network also that happens guest introducing guest and they come on the show right. and lastly i am sure even you would have found this and because you've been in the space for a long time longer time than me that there are a lot of uh, companies from globally who kind of introduce guests to podcast right i'm sure like agencies come and say like hey we are a pr agency for so and so would you mind talking to them right right <laughs> so that is a different way and of course there i do the filtering and say like sometimes the guest that they bring on is really valuable mm. but other times it doesn't definitely align with uh, things so a small set of guests also come from the pr agency but then there i do my profiling and say like does the person's work really have a positive correlation to the podcast theme if yes i proceed have an intro chat mm. or else i say like no thanks but you can talk to some other podcast that might be relevant okay yeah that's something that i was about to come uh, on to so there could be a specific guest that you would have identified but then what is that that 
relevant topic or the topic of importance that you want to converse with that guest in that specific episode is something that you will only be able to figure out after you've understood what that that guest is doing some of his work so is there some kind of a research that you do on these guests to understand what is it that i need to ask them what is it that i'm going to discuss with them in the show yes that's uh, definitely like i mentioned briefly earlier so learning is one thing that i look forward to any conversation and if i found that a person is doing something unique i read about their work and i think like what is it that i know in that business office mm-hmm. and what is it that i personally don't know so then i say okay i don't know this and this is what i know so i should combine both of this in the podcast if we do mm. and i will write to the guest and mostly most of the times i'll have a intro chat and i'll say uh, this is what i am doing uh, this is what i think you're doing and this is the theme that we can cover uh, because it has not uh, it has not been covered in the podcast or we have not covered that in detail or it has been like few years a few episodes since we did this right. so i'll get into that kind of conversation and if there is an alignment there yes but of course there have been few guests who were little adamant on that they would like to talk only about that but i said like i have already spoken about it in my earlier podcast so i don't think it will be good if i do that again so i can do it say 6 months down the line hmm. will you be fine for that so there have been guests who were who are obliged to that as well so because sustainability is a big field everything that emerges on clean technologies is something could be replicable okay. like for example someone who is doing an electric vehicle startup mm. uh there are many startups who come i mean there are a lot of guests i know in the space but i don't have like multiple stories on evs like consecutively i say like okay maybe 6 months down the line i can cover the topic from a different angle mm. of the ecosystem but not immediately so there are some guests i kind of keep it in my list of people i want to talk in the future just because i've covered it now i will not do it until like few months down the line okay so which means there is some amount of screening that you're doing in terms of what is the topic that you want to cover in a specific episode right yes yes and also there is another reason why i do the screening because i am also professionally working in an organization right. uh, i mean although they given the liberty um, all the organization that i worked have given me the liberty because i positively try to influence the market and p- create awareness mm. so i also do personal screening so that there is no conflict of interest or mm. something so i don't try to right vouch for an idea or every opinion is clear of any biases so right. <laughs> i'll make that very clear so okay no that's that's a good point and i think that is an imp- important aspect as well considering you're doing both of these things you're working in the same field and your podcast is also in the same field so yeah it makes sense yes so i just have to my only intent is to create a bigger market for everyone like if there are more consumers who are willing to adopt then there is more business for people like us that's it mm-hmm. and of course i never tend to bias anyone's opinion in any way so i said like okay this is the opinion of the guest not not mine but i know the sector is big so that everyone has their opinion that's it right and i i've seen that some of your episodes all of them are not guest interviews necessarily there are some episodes where you've been sharing important information so those episodes are, do you usually keep it just so that you can sandwich it in between some of these interviews so that interviews don't sound to be too monotonous or is it something that that you do on a need to need need basis how do you plan your toast yeah as you rightly pointed out some episodes that i do um, is mostly around a particular event right like for example some event happens and i think that is an important hap- event happening in the realm of climate tech 
or sustainability in general that's mm. very relevant at the time of release but generally as a podcast producer you will be aware like if you want to have a podcast on particular time right and finding a guest will be like very tough and collaborating and doing that i tried it multiple times in trying aligning people with a particular release date and then say like we'll do that mm. it doesn't happen so i basically chat out like few mile major events that's happening down in the next few months or say and think like even if i don't get a guest for that episode i should be well prepared to kind of produce that on my own mm. and what is it that i need to kind of tell differently for that like for example the recent ones has been around cop 26 yeah uh, cop 26 the annual conference on climate change here this event happens over a two week period and uh, it'll be right if i do it just before the event and just after right, the event yeah and in the two week it's tough for me to align an expert and ask him to talk about analyze that event and then give it to me in a conversation mm. i would rather say like follow that event and then probably summarize it from my own views of what were the major takeaways and then do it so that is something it is mainly because of the major events that happen in the space uh, otherwise i generally prefer conversations because <laughs> people generally like okay. to have multiple voices on the show right no that's right but uh, at the same time uh, while i was listening to some of your episodes i found that there is that information that is being shared also as extremely valuable because i am not somebody who's been into that space for long so uh, while listening to that audience is is very interesting but some other times i feel that some understanding some of the basics is also uh a little important especially for a listener like that of me so i like that episodes that you've put in between and like for example even for that matter the the cop 26 episode that you did it was right on time so it give gave us some perspective on what all of that that conference is what happens what will does did it does it deliver is it important and things like that so i found it uh, extremely well the way you've uh, you know placed it in between so yeah conversations are are uh, always something that is that is interesting and this is also something that i found really interesting i'll i'll come to the 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 interviewing and the questionnaire part in a little bit but first what i want to understand is now when you started off how did you start off understanding how to get started with a podcast a podcast setup and also how did you start off the first thing is obviously people look up on the internet and find things but the best thing for me was to attend sessions involving experts like you in bangalore and uh, thanks to people like you who had this community set up in bangalore who were already doing it for a few years and um, yeah those sessions actually helped so the first time when i launched it was morely researching on the equipment and the other podcasters from us sharing their experience but when i launched it the second time i was already in the space and i met with people like you so that experience actually helped me in kind of identifying the right platform where i could post the show and what are the equipments that i can have and the formatting the editing and other things so that was more useful because here mm. listening to experts like you talk about that experience actually helped so that that's why i kind of say like the second time was easier than the first the first was all listening thinking about what people did in the us or europe in launching a podcast but right. the second time it was easier from getting views from experts like you and what what was the, the first setup like as in what is the microphone that one one thing was consistent in both the uh, setups was uh, ATR 2100 because it's a usb microphone and the quality was very good so that was something uh, 
that's the only major investment from monetary perspective of course right. time value of money is a different thing but that was the one major investment that i did on both fronts and but apart from that editing tool is freeware for at both ends mm. but of course experts like you have pointed out to other paid versions but i have not uh, invested the time and money in kind of exploring that so this is something that i found it useful since for a few years even before i started with podcasting so i continue to do that and the other thing was about hosting platforms uh, so that the, your inputs in kind of choosing a right hosting platform was uh, was different earlier i just went with a foreign brand but then i mean there are a lot of options in india as well for hosting services so that was a good value add in the second time right so coming back to your guests and your interviewing format so when you've shortlisted a guest do you send them uh, a list of questions that you are asking uh, and you kind of uh, you know abide by that as saying that this is a these are the questions that i want to ask or is it impromptu like for example during the conversation you get to hear something which is an uh, an interesting topic and then you get a little bit a bit deeper into it so how does that uh, conversation happen and what is the format of interviewing questionnaire yes uh, to kind of uh, help the guest feel comfortable on what the out- narrative of the flow of the conversation could be i send some basic uh, prompts i'll say these like these are the basic outlines or these are the kind of topics i wish to cover in the conversation hmm. it is not definitely going to be in the same flow hmm. but it will be a free flowing conversation but i will ensure that we touch upon all these parameters in our conversation how it happens i mean it's just a free flowing conversation so hmm. based on your response and my question it will happen that way but we will cover all these topics placeholders is what i will basically send them in right. a few points but other than that it's a free flowing conversation but of course i'll be a little uh, cautious about the time uh, i will say uh, 30 to 40 minutes is ideal because uh, i'll give them that reference because even they have some idea about saying like okay he's given me these placeholders so i'll have to ensure that we cover all of that in that time frame and uh, in terms of promoting your podcast so there is that initial organic push that you might get from the guests who've come on the show or from that that network of audience that you've already built but is there some kind of a promotional strategy that you are uh, following to get additional push in terms of listenership or you know more uh, listenership as an improve the listenership for the podcast that is one part i always look up to you and say like i have to do something what you have been doing for the last few years but i have never really got down to that so all i do is very very basic create a image create a few links from the different ho- services like itunes spotify and then put it on twitter facebook page and uh, things around that right but i as i said i haven't i haven't been able to invest that time and like for example when you do a show you kind of give a few outlines as well in a short uh, instagram reel or something that actually reaches a lot of people and that is really true uh, even for that matter a small video with a uh, audiogram version mm. um, just a 30 40 seconds that says like do this and the top takeaways from this although i have tried doing the top takeaways from each episode for a few times but yeah i frankly i have to get really better at that right. i know but yeah otherwise it's just this i also want to create like a email list and other things that you have and do diligently but yeah i have not been able to do that a uh, lot of work to do on that front right yeah and considering your niche is, is a very tight niche i think those are some things that that will definitely help you because 
if somebody tunes into your episode your show and listens to even one or two of those episodes i'm sure they'll they, they'll start listening to the next episodes as well because there is some amount of interest that uh, those episodes generate in you and specifically if you're even thinking 1% about uh, saving the environment then this is something anybody will love uh, tuning into so yeah i'm sure those strategies will help you get listenership for your podcast yes as the lip that is something i always whenever i see a new post from you i always think about that yeah i have to get there i have to do something related to that so that's maybe around 2022 i take a serious dig at that right and i'm i'm happy that some of those instagram posts or social media posts that i'm doing is is really helping fellow podcasters so that, that way i think it's yeah i mean your um, your, your other your other business of uh, i mean looking at affiliate marketing and other things that you share yeah that those are also valuable especially in a sector that is very very nascent at this stage it's there's a lot of potential to be tapped into i mean i have not done anything but yeah since this is just a hobby i have kept it uh, right i've done only invested the time to get the content uh, right right yeah i get it so girish now this is a very very focused niche when we start of a podcast there are huge expectations that we have so after you've launched this podcast almost 60 70 episodes into the podcast do you look back and say that okay at any point did you ever feel that this wasn't something that you should have started off or this this wasn't something that you should have ever gotten in no uh, the only reason is because like when i did my first podcast and i took a break from saying like i have to think whether i am communicating the right message mm. people used to tell me like hey why are you not doing the podcast anymore i said like i'm looking at other options they were like no you should be doing of course i should admit that these were the people who kind of got in started following me because i was doing podcast and they said like oh you should be doing this and those kind of feedback kind of told me okay maybe there is definitely an audience who want to know about things that i talk mm. and uh, so that is that was one motivation and the second obvious thing was as i said uh, it's a lot of learning and even for a professional in this space every time i look in, look for some new news about a company or a startup who is doing something really different uh, i feel like there's a lot to learn in that right. so this is a good medium for me to learn so yes of course there have been times when like if you look at numbers for a few episodes like i mean it, it is not the chart buster like if you look at apple 100 right. for business category or anything this doesn't come there apart from like very few episodes for a few days right. <laughs> but it doesn't come there uh, and uh, yeah but then then you go back as the question of like why did you start this you know, you said uh, you started it because you wanted to create an awareness and you wanted listeners to come into your show learn something new and uh, take something out right. of it so if i said like yeah if that is the case then i should just continue doing the only thing i can do is create good content created consistently so the the rest i i'm sure like it's just a matter of time there's another thing about social media and uh, data as a whole like once people start liking something when they do a lot of search and other mm. things i'm sure like my content that i've created for the last few years both in blogs podcast it will show up on google at some point right. in time so i'm sure <laughs> that will be the time when it will really tip and uh, so until then i think like just create content and create good content so that it is people like it even when they listen to it like few years down the line right yeah okay so one of the things that interested uh, me as as in from specifically from mission shunya is the fact that you are probably one of those very few who are into uh, such a focused niche because if 
I were to only start a podcast, if I think about starting a podcast, the first thing that comes to my mind is let me start an inspiration podcast. Let me interview people uh, on inspirational topics, motivation. Or the second thing is let me do some kind of a storytelling or uh, narration or a drama, something <laughs> like that. But for somebody to think that I'm going to start a podcast specifically in this kind of a niche where people are only becoming aware, it it would have taken a lot of thought, a lot of courage, a lot of planning. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to start this. So what I want to understand from you is when you started off this podcast, other than creating awareness to people and other than the fact that you liked uh, talking to people, was there a secondary aspect to it saying that at some point I would like to look at a podcasting as a full-time opportunity or I would like to uh, make money from podcasts or something like that that, that you've ever thought about with, the, with your podcast? Well, I should uh, really admit that uh, the section, the genre that you tell, uh, inspiration and uh, leadership th- thinking and something is something that uh, it comes natural when there is a lot of... Uh, takers for that right and that is why i kind of use my other medium of blogging to share those stories on linkedin and uh, write about business book summaries and something so that is a differentiator i set in but of course it it comes like very natural for people to talk about that especially if you're working in a sector and you're working in a right sector it comes natural right yes there was a thought whether i could do that uh but then that is when i decided okay i'll kind i'll write about those things and i will keep the podcast focused on this so that is a decision i kind of say like because i can't do a full-time gig on podcasting because there is i enjoy my work uh, basically Mm. Uh, it's still an emerging field on ground so there's a lot of learning as a personally professionally on the field actually so i i would rather prefer like being a person who walks the talk who gets on the ground understands the sector and then talks about Mm. it so because there's a lot of things that i can still learn in the space in the long run so i think i can do that and basically bring that experience and just communicate and uh, let's see how it goes but <laughs> maybe if sometime down the line there'll be like uh, millions of people listening to every single episode and uh, there'll be like hundreds of uh, sponsors if they are <laughs> lining up then maybe <laughs> that'll be a time when i can <laughs> definitely say like okay <laughs> but by then yeah i could also claim like uh, two decades of experience in the sector and then running a podcast for a long time maybe so that time maybe talking only will right help get some good balance right yeah <laughs> i get that so one last question that i had so girish now if for somebody who's starting who's planning to start a podcast there are a lot of people as in, and on some of the discovery calls that i do I get to hear from people who are skeptical in starting a podcast in a very tight niche because their biggest concern is, okay, an inspirational talk can get millions of audience. But this specific topic, I I don't think we'll be able to get more than maybe 10,000 or 15,000 people to listen to it. So should I even be starting it? Is it worth putting my time into this, this specific niche? So these are some kind of questions that people ask. So for you, from your perspective, who started, who's running a podcast in a very uh, focused niche and, uh, you know, very tight niche. What I want to understand from you is if what will be your advice to people who are looking to start a podcast in a tight niche? 
Well, uh, Dilip, that is a very relevant question. And it is actually a question that uh, anyone who's starting a podcast should actually seriously consider. I mean, that is something that people like you actually advised in podcast meetups. You even advise when for people who are starting off with podcasts. What is the ultimate objective? So if ultimate objective is to get more people listening to your show, then you should do on genres that people like listening in. So maybe you just cover news items, news articles, gossip, media gossip, sports and other things. There's a lot of people who listen to right. it. And then you can leverage that for ex- even in sector like mine. Like if you just talk about, for example, electric vehicle companies in India, there'll be hundreds of people doing it. So there are a lot of YouTube channels that are doing it. They'll just feature up electric vehicle companies. They will run something sort of a promo and things like that. They will get a lot of views. They will do that. So that is something that you can do. You can just talk about it, but you have to be like promoting companies who you feature. So there is also some amount of financial incentives that you can gain. But if you are sticking to niche and if you feel that you want to take away something for this in the long run, Hmm. then you'll have to be a little bit of patient. And you can, as as I kind of briefly mentioned early on, like there are other levers that you can tap into this. Like for example, I use podcasting. I kind of openly admit that I use my platform as a way to reach out to anyone. Right. And I'll tell you this because global leaders or anyone who is in a position of good power or influence anywhere in the world, you tell them that you are doing such a thing. And if you build credibility for a few years doing like 50 plus episodes in the space and you tell that you want to talk to him, exploring an opportunity for him to be a guest on your podcast, they will get back to you. Right. Uh, they will. You write a short note and connect either on email, LinkedIn or anything. You can use this as a platform to tap into those resources anywhere in the world. So that is something that I use my podcast platform as because that is a big leverage. Mm, right. And why I tell that is again because the sector is very small, is the closely knit. If you're also trying to build a professional career in a sector where you want to build a network, this is ideal. Because... Like, for example, in my case, a lot of guests who have come on to the podcast, I have had discussions outside of podcast as well. A few years down the line, the guest has been very welcome or he's been very open saying like, hey, I'm doing something. What is your opinion on that? Uh, Do you think there is a market potential for that? Just a casual conversation like an industry colleague. People talk to you about it. You can also reach out to them with your ideas and say like, hey, I know you've been doing this. What is the market like? Uh, Did you get traction on the product? You met with a new investor. Has he has he been useful? And these are the kind of conversations you can build in that relationship with a mm. guest. So that is something that you can tap into only a few years down the line. So there is a good value add in the long run. But of course, initial numbers will definitely uh, not be inspiring right. for anyone starting in a niche sector. But if you try to build something for the long run, then you can do use different levers by just producing content, consistent content. And that will cascade like few years down the line. And trust me on that, it's a definite value add. If you're trying to build a career and people will definitely try to relate to what you have been talking and things around that five, four years, five years down the line. So Mm -hmm. that's something that uh, is not very instant. And you will feel very happy for having done this for a long time. Right. No, that's a a really good point. And I think it's a completely different perspective of looking at it because I haven't seen a lot of people touching upon that secondary aspect where I'm getting to talk to people who I might otherwise not have been able to reach uh, out to. 
just because i am into that podcasting space i've built that credibility for me so that's one of the biggest uh takeaways from that the thing that you're doing so that perspective is is a very different one no, i haven't heard that from a lot of people but i can now understand why is it that you're so focused in your niche and why is it that you are continuing to produce episodes because i'll be very frank girish i've i've listened to some of these shows where uh, the people have produced like 5 10 15 episodes and then they let it go because they're not seeing the kind of uh, audience or traction that they were expecting from it but to continue to produce and you've been part of emergent tech radio earlier and now with mission shunya continuing to produce episodes after episodes uh, you know 70 episodes till till now so Uh, it would have taken some kind of a motivation the back end which would have been driving you to do this and i think this point of yours uh, makes that very clear you just have to tell yourself that you're in the, in in this for a long run and then continue to do that there is yeah <laughs> of course it's tough but uh, right you just do it <laughs> right so nice girish it was a nice conversation and some very interesting aspects of starting a podcast in a focus niche something that we we got to learn from you thanks a lot for coming on the show talking to us and i look forward to many more interesting conversations and interesting episodes on mission shunya so all the best for that and thanks again for coming on the show oh thanks it is always a pleasure to interact with you um, be it face to face or even virtually i get a lot of things to learn from you and uh, another thing i should add is that the collaboration that you have with your wife in this space in podcasting is something that uh, i as my wife also to support in kind of producing <laughs> content or sharing the load and uh, ensuring that we build a right. good presence in social media as well it takes two to kind of produce a good show and uh, i must admit the work that you have been doing with your wife in multiple podcasting episode podcast shows is like really credible so that's something that i will always continue to learn thank thanks thanks for your time and i'm glad to be on the show thank you thanks for taking the time out it definitely helps when you have two people involved and you're sharing the the workload it, it definitely helps and i'm sure it will work wonders for your show as well thanks thanks so we'll look forward to talk to you sometime later again so thanks a lot once again sure. and you have a good day yeah yeah thanks thanks for your time and yeah i'll continue to learn from you in your post <laughs> thank thanks it was a pleasure right I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Girish and you learned about how to use a podcast for furthering your professional goals and ambitions. If you like this episode, you might want to visit the Podcasting University for the show notes and if you too are planning to start a podcast of your own, then don't forget to join my 4-day free e-course on the basics of podcasting. That is all that I have for this episode. The podcasting university is available on pretty much all podcasting platforms including Hubhopper, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn on Spotify, Jio7 and on Amazon Prime Music as well. Whatever is your channel of preference, please do ensure that you're subscribing to the show to stay updated with the latest episodes. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks from now and in the next year with another interesting conversation. Until then keep listening to the podcasting university and don't forget to visit the podcastinguniversity.com for more information on getting started with a podcast. This is goodbye from Dilip. You all have a wonderful rest of the week.
इस हब हॉप ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉप स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉप सिंपली कॉन्टेंट